Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week, I'm joined by the free-time DIMP Digital Gaming Quiz Champion. It's Tom Adkins, not Adcock. How's it going? Dawn. I've started a new game. Oh! <laughs> Not new. No, I'm good. I'm good. Blessed. Blessed upon this beautiful weekend. Ah, it's been dog shit, actually, isn't it? Mm. Weather. Windy. Rainy. It's Mother's it's been... Day. Or was a... yesterday. It was, but yeah, <laughs> as we record this, it was and is. Um, full disclosure, I've had a lot of wine. Second full disclosure, this is being, as it has been for the last few weeks, recorded on a video form. But in this instance, we're also streaming this live on twitch.tv slash dimp digital. So it's distract. It's more distracted than I thought we'd be having the chat open. Um, <laughs> yeah. I said to myself I'd ignore them. But obviously for those of you, the hardcores that are just listening... Um, We'll try not to talk to those idiots because they're a, they're a distraction. But if they make some good points, we'll bring them in and we won't, won't actually bring them on the show because they're a bit below that. But we will you know, <laughs> chat amongst ourselves and try and articulate what's going on um, with all these idiots in there. Like you can, like one of the easy ways to support us actually is to go to twitch.tv slash digital um, and sign up for a subscription, either free, if you've got Amazon Prime, you just link your, your, uh, your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account getting a Twitch Prime account and then uh, subscribe, or you can you can stub up and pay some money. So that's one way of doing it. The other way, as you all know, is patreon.com forward slash idle game chat. And um, that's one way of doing it as well. That's sort of more direct and comes straight to me. No, no one else has to see that. So we can kind of keep the money between ourselves. Um, that's one way of doing it. But yeah, it's been a windy weekend was. and week really. And week, the, yeah. You know how you have like a sky cable that probably runs from the dish on the outside of your house. It's like pinned to the wall and yep. it'll be drilled in and go into your, your sky box. Uh, the wind broke a couple of those little clips. So that's flapping around and Keith ain't got round to sorting it. So I don't know what he's doing with his life considering he's supposed <laughs> to be retired. That should be number one priority. Oh, so yeah. it has been windy. Dog's been upset with the wind because it makes noise. <laughs> That is a car. Funny enough, I moved mine the other a couple of months ago. Your dog? Not me. Ain't got a dog. <laughs> um, no, me Sky Lead. It was like in the front of me house, and it was going up this brick bollard thing. And I was like, right, get rid of that. Um, so you moved I, it? I done it. I got up there on my ladders, but them little fucking things are hard to hammer into the wall. Yeah. So get get crunch round. I ain't doing it. <laughs> no. You can do Shouldn't it if you want. Been. I tell you what, next time you do the windows, yeah, I'll extra, extra two extra. quid, <laughs> and you can do that per per clip. Per clip, that's a lot actually, because it would probably <laughs> take a few of those. 
I might have to uh, take that under advisement. Anyway, video games. Um, oh. The more I look at this year, the more I think, fuck me, this is going to be slow. Yeah. There ain't a lot going on, really, in terms of new stuff. Stick with the old games, I say. It, it is. Um, there's rumour and innuendo going on, as there always is every year, but in terms of big-time releases, we're struggling but we yeah. don't struggle because we play old games and chat about them. So it's sort of tight evergreen, I think they call it these yeah. days. Um, we've been talking about, since the start of the year really, is a little known game called Monster Hunter World. <laughs> and we'd had some quite in-depth impressions of the base game and a little bit about Iceborne and whatnot. But we've both got to the end credits of Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Unbelievable. I did not think that would happen. No. <laughs> it's uh, it's tough, that game, but we've both got through it. I've played, I think, 98 hours, I think, when I looked at my save. Oof. What was you on? Can you remember? Uh, last I looked was just, I think, about 112, I think. Yeah. Pipped it. Pipped it. I mean, right. it's a, it, it, 100 hours, though, is insane, really, when you think about yeah. it. What that's what that's offering. Um, we spoke a lot about Monster Hunter World. I don't want to tread over too much ground again, although no. in the interest of filling time, we might have to. But Iceborne, tabled as an expansion, mm. feels almost like a, a, a standalone game in many aspects. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of things added, a whole new region to go out, and then an end game that I haven't dabbled with, but can see it's quite complex. Mm. Um, you was loving Monster Hunter World base game. How did the challenge of Iceborne fare with you? Because a new rank is installed with master rank and yeah. the monsters are noticeably harder and they, they do more damage as they often do when you first meet them. But one of the things I noticed is they take a fucking pounding, like, mm you would make them flee probably two or three times normally and you'd get enough to capture them or kill them. In in master rank, you're talking five, six times, you're chasing them around the fucking map trying to get rid of them. So how did you find the level of challenge, I guess? Because a lot of people say this is for the hardcores, really, not made yeah. for scrubs. And I'll speak for myself, I'm a fucking scrub. Yeah. Well, I certainly felt like a scrub at the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, I, I finished the game. I gave the end game of the base game a good shagging. Yes. Good 40, 50 hours, I think, I spent in there. So I felt like I was well equipped and then made the decision to get this uh, um, Iceborne DLC. Got it. And I think like the first monster I came across absolutely wiped the floor with me. I was like, fucking hell, what is this? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Um managed to get past him and got to the second one and it was even tougher and I was like <laughs> right what's happening like before I had this system set up this same sort of um, loadout essentially yeah. for the non-players and that was pretty my that was my golden ticket that was that was just steaming me through just had to change a little bit here and there every now and again but for the most part I sailed through most of that with some degree of challenge but yeah. not too bad but this 
it made me learn more about the game. It, it, it was a steep learning curve. My go-to systems and loadout that I've been relying on were just chucked out the windows. Like, right, mm. everything you've learned from playing World, that's out the window now. You've really got to play the game, how it was originally intended, and how the big boys play it. Um, and yeah, it, it was a, it was an enjoyable experience. It was a fucking hard and time consuming. Like like you say, that the enemies have so much more health mm. than monsters. So whereas before you're sort of spending typically between about ten, maybe fifteen minutes on some of the harder ones. Yeah, minimum you're spending twenty. Yeah, at, uh, yeah. Spawn, at least. Yeah, and then there was there was definitely monsters particularly towards the back end of just like the base game that I was seeing off if I was lucky and got some help in the SOS flares in less than 10 minutes. And yeah. That was, I didn't, that didn't happen once during my adventures on Iceborne. So it was a no. real, a real kick in the balls. Um, but go on. Yeah. It's, I mean, we've got a, we, we, we it, more difficult, made you play the game but yeah. in more in its spirit. Um, how did that fare? Because obviously we played, when we were playing it, we've got the Guardian armor that come along with it that yeah. buffed us basically enough to almost play the whole base game without changing armor. Probably want to change your weapons at some point, but you could get away with not doing it because yeah. I actually didn't. Um, nah. Whereas in Iceborne, you simply at some point will have to start grinding for armor, grinding for weapons to make sure that you've got the the damage offset that the monsters are going to do to you and perhaps some uh, some weaknesses that you can expose of the of the monsters how did the actual that cycle of the intention of monster hunt affair with you I, I did quite enjoy the challenge it's sort of it's difficult because I was sort of trying to blast through uh, the main game of monster hunter because we'd already started it got a fair way through it and then essentially restarted so i was sort of happy to blast through the beginning of it this was just a lot more time consuming like most missions i was doing was um well i say most missions it took me about 96 hours to realize i could quit out and then restart (laughs) and get someone else aboard but that was essentially my new way of of getting past a certain monster it was find the monster go through the rigmarole of watching the cutscene get my ass handed to me so then would have to then go back and then sort of go back and investigate and find some more information about the monster and then head off and go elsewhere and sort of either grind to get some of my certain elements armor or weapons or decorations up yeah Uh, and it was pretty much that rinse and repeat and it was sort of slightly different for each each monster luckily i as i was playing a lot of them um the missions multiplayer with long-term fan Pasola, who had already finished the game by now. He, his um, trusty, uh, what's it called? The hunter's guide. So he had all the information on every monster we had. So whereas normally I'd have to go and do these investigations. Luckily I could just say to him like, right, what, what do we need for this? And then it was either a case of, right. Yeah. I ain't got enough of that yet. So we're going to have to fuck off and go and do that quick. Or, we were sort of just be able to get through the skin of our teeth really and, and get the job done. But yeah, it was a nice, a nice challenge. It probably like the core game, the core loop of the game is very repetitive for like, you're doing the exact same thing, like, you know, for 112 hours and essentially doing the same sort of thing. Um, so having that, it sort of it kept it fresh being able to if it would have just been the same i could have stuck with me guardian and just sail through again yeah 
then I don't know, maybe. Sorry, I forget you can see me. I was pulling, <laughs> I was pulling faces. Um, yeah, it would have. Um, it probably would have pissed me off, and I'd have just gone right. And, you know, been it. But no, it kept me intense. There's a lot. There's a lot to learn in that game like still like even me and you like 100 hours in we're both sitting there going cool didn't even know skulls come up until you fully <laughs> yeah one, <laughs> so of the, one of the things I was going to criticise was that it, it seemed, things seemed random in the game like um, on the mini map if you've got a, a monster weak sometimes it would bring up a skull which would indicate that you can capture them at that point so drop a trap trank them and they're yours and sometimes it wouldn't and we was both like, well, why is that not happening? Well, quick Reddit search suggests that it depends on your research level of that particular monster. So that was um, that was interesting to go through for sure. And um, this, there's, there are lots and lots of systems there. And for me, I enjoyed Iceborne a hell of a lot because I had to learn the yeah. systems a lot more. Sort of like to get, go deeper really into the game rather than just sort of playing it as a as more of a, a casual experience. It kind of forced me to learn the systems a bit more, learn about the elements, go out and <clears throat> grind for a full armor set that I knew was going to do some some sort of damage to the, the monster I was struggling with, and then the payoff of beating the monster, and even yeah. the payoff of like hunting a particular monster like a Raphalos and then getting its armor and looking like a Raphalos sort of with the yeah. armor on. That's quite cool because for the whole base game, I had one set of armor that I didn't change. I didn't need to. Um, mm. So that was, that, was, that was definitely it was nice to learn all that. And I was kind of yeah. at that point ready because, um, we'd pretty much kind of skipped a lot of the stuff in the base game yeah. or the necessity to do it. So it was nice to be sort of collared around the neck and said, right, no, now you're yeah. going to learn what the, what the fucking cycle is. Pack it in. No, it is good. And it's sort of against the grain for, for certainly me, a little bit of you is that. I don't we, talk for me. <laughs> we struggle with these games that are not hugely narratively driven mm. so and the story you know, in this is diabolical really but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah essentially there's story there and cutscenes to what you want you're forced to watch a cutscene so mm. Capcom not, not letting you get away there's there's lore and story there that you know the hardcore fans really do love but yeah at the end of the day it's 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 watered down piss. So, <laughs> ain't the, the last of us as we as we use our barometer. Yeah, yeah, but it's there for it. You know, it serves a purpose and that. But it's like you say, it's that sort of the difficulty is it's not as sort of unforgiving as Bloodborne, but it's that same loop of gameplay where, like you say, mm. you, you're hunting this monster, finding out about it, you finally beat it, and you become the monster in your armour. Yeah. There is that satisfaction of, like, oh, thank fuck, and some of them after sort of, like, multiple attempts. Yeah. Um, yeah, that really was a sort of a, a fucking achievement in its own. Yeah. Uh, it, but, it's... yeah, I think I, I preferred it to the main game, I think, like, it's just, it's just, it's brilliant how it just chucks you in into this new world where you've also straight off the bat you've got to fucking deal with now you've got to be drinking cups of coffee to keep yourself warm yeah you've got that fucking chucking about yeah you've got a new area which is just absolute um quality of life chick checking off you're like cool all the things i was moaning about that up world that's yeah. just eradicated in this new world. The new hub world is so much more streamlined. Everyone seems nearer. I haven't got to go up fucking lifts to uh, to find the smithy or get some grub. Yep. It's all nicely laid out. 
and that that was definitely definitely appreciated and even the gathering hub which is where if you're in you, whenever you load the game if you're online you'll go into a you'll be match made into like a server or room almost and you don't really directly talk or interact with those people you don't necessarily hunt with those people but if you go in the gathering hub that's kind of like the tower like the destiny tower where you can see everyone running around and you can kind of see what everyone's looking like um, whereas you can stay out of the gathering hub and do everything else in like the single player area do all your melding do all your crafting buy all your shit so they, they made the, the gathering hub a bit nicer as well and a bit more spacious you could sit there in a little hot spring which reminded me of Ghost of Tsushima going on those springs and reflecting on life so it was uh, definitely a, a good hub well upgrade what about Horfoss Reach because that's the new region and we will get on to sort of post game stuff as well because um, there's another introduction once you see the end credits but Horfrost Reach is a place where you're going to spend quite a lot of time, particularly in the early goings. How did you find that as a as a new kind of map to explore? It's it's obviously Iceborne. It's a, a yeah. snowy shithole of ice. So Jeez. how did you find that? How did you find having to top up your hot drinks every twenty minutes? Yeah, it was it's it weren't too bad. You sort of do one. I sort of try to remember to do them straight out of the bat after sending setting up like a loadout, and then mm. I'd have it there, and I sort of do. Re- did remember each time but once i took that first one and started having a monster yeah then it was just went out the window and i was like right why is my stamina so low and i thought oh for fuck's sake oh that's another botherance i've got to deal with also part of the map there just seems to be a lot of things to get on your your fucking tits in this bit like it's an enjoyable great level i think it's one of the better ones out of him but the um (laughs) Yeah, so like the first or couple of sec- second monster you fight, you're in this new part area in this whole Frost Reach, mm. and then fucking th- there's like ice cats that start fucking crumbling from under, and you can fall oh, down. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's really there's just a sort of traps and shit in the way that you got, then you trudge in through snow in some sections. You got to wade your way through. It's sort of they've just gone right. Let's really fucking get to them and really push something up their cunt to get up their nose in that but <laughs> but no it, it's, a, it's a good area there's there's a lot to see it's quite fun trying to it's almost like a bit of a, a puzzle trying to figure out where all the camps are yeah sort of get some good exploring um just sort of trying to remember to get my, my, my minerals every time and that and me fucking me berries and all that yeah um but yeah it's quite a cool area like you say very very snowy and just you just got extra little bits that you've got to keep on top of the already arts of of upgrading yeah there's even like parts of the map where a monster will you'll fight a monster in like four different places because they'll they'll move uh, either through time or if you do enough damage i've not quite sussed out which one it was i think it's a bit of both but there there are parts of the map that you'll move to and there's one that adkins mentioned earlier where there's like ice underneath you and if you if the ice seems to take too much damage if the, the floor f- falls through and you collapse and fall into a cave you have to run back out but there's also like deep snow areas in in hoarfrost reach and that makes your mobility harder as well so you've got to factor that in that if the monster goes to that area where you're like waist deep in snow you can't move and you're not as nimble as you once were so that's now another hindrance to to taking down the the monsters and and whatnot but overall a decent a decent little region um yeah the, the, the coral highlands well it's, it looked like snow <laughs> to me but yeah you've assured like, me it's ash or like reef or something but some toilet yeah <laughs> <laughs> looks like a sewage works um yeah 
not entirely sure. Actually, I th- yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was like an originally underwater, and then right, the water's fucked off, and it's just been left. But see, yeah, the there dragons, is dragons. You see, they're always causing problems. Botherance, they are. They are a botherance. Um, but yeah, there. so I think it's just left it, and it's just like fucking snowy dust, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> still lurking. But yeah, it, it did change up. Like it was like so it was a lot very different to the other ones. I suppose you didn't really have too much hazards. I suppose there was that gas in the fucking what was it, the Elder's Reach? Was it? Or yeah. Old. So you had that gas. Sort of I don't think 30. was there actually something you could take to stop that from hurting you. Uh, don't f- think. So. No. Could, might, might have been able to get some decorations that you could have Maybe. put in to sort of help nullify it. But that's why I hated uh, that place, that shit house in that um, gas. Yeah, the gas one. The, the, the elders' recess, I didn't mind because it was a cold Eat drink. You'd have that, and then I can't. The rotten veil, wasn't it? Jesus Christ, that's, that's the it. one with the gas, and that would that would drive at the fucking wall. Um, well, one of the things that obviously monsters, monster hunters, famous for is the monsters, and yep. obviously monster hunter world, we've got a shitload. Um, I guess in some, I guess in the Raphalos has been in the old ones. I don't know. I've never played them. That feels like yeah. quite a figurehead of like Monster Hunter. But I'm pretty sure he's been in them all. I think he's yeah. him and one of the others. I think the only two that really. I think I'm not sure, ones. but I know he's he is the poster boy. He's the Michael Jordan. He is. <laughs> he is so of indeed. But we've um, we get introduced some, to some new monsters, and really, what the what people are playing Iceborne for is a yes, I enjoyed the base game enough to come back, and then b I want to see what new monsters have arrived, what they what they've served up for us here. One of the criticisms I had seen was that actually there's not a lot of new monsters in there, and no. that they've just reskinned and recolored old monsters with like subspecies types and yeah. but to be honest i actually quite enjoyed those those new twists on the old monsters like what's that one that, is the, that pisses out the stuff out of its knob out of its tail? oh yeah the pookie is it a pookie yep. pookie or is it a the pookie pookie yeah yeah it was it turned into a coral pookie pookie that's it which... <laughs> it, it turned so, into a yeah, coral was... pookie pookie but it completely changed the way that animal operated and the way you had to deal with it. Yeah. So although the, the the outside of it kind of looked similar, it had different colours, but that new tail offered a whole new strategy because you cut the oh, fucker off, basically. So yeah, I actually enjoyed that, all the new monsters. They added the twists they made, familiar yet new, and there's like a few new ones as well. There's quite a lot, in fact, but I wasn't, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. They didn't do enough on that front because I feel like they did for me. Yeah. No, well, essentially the, the sort of end game of that is just, uh, variations of the monsters just yeah. slightly harder but without the sort of bells and whistles so this was essentially that um but like you say i, I thought it done enough to change it to make it feel like a new monster rather than just go yeah it's got green legs now deal with that <laughs> so it had that, like they changed the name of it it had like say a different color scheme it's element change like the original pookie pookie was a poison monster yeah. this one was now like water uh, monster so you really had to like change everything dude it's moves if you'd studied its moves you realize it it didn't have fucking this jizz attack but no the piss doesn't. out the tail the jizz out the tail completely <laughs> disrupts your planning because yeah. the pookie pookie to be fair is one of the easier monsters to deal <laughs> to with in the base game the with this fucking jizz tail it's water <laughs> but with the jizz tail it, it even from range you weren't safe and it was erratic no. causing no, problems 
giving it the morning bonus well as well what we called <laughs> <laughs> and that really did get cock up ass that did so it's it was it was annoying but yeah it's it's good fun it's good it's it's a good variation and there's still monsters that but like Endgame, I haven't come across yet that I'm yeah. sure are still going to be botherants. And then again, you've got another variations where they're going to be fucking tempered. And even then, they do stick the odd new move in there to really fucking rattle you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be. It's, it's, oh, I thought they'd done enough. And yeah, I can, I, you know, like, I suppose it would be nice for them to add another 40 fucking monsters or whatever, but. You know, it cost us. It took us over hundred hours to get it done anyway. If there would have been another fucking forty missions of new bad boys that you got, there was definitely a point where I was like, I hope it ain't much longer. Yeah. And they love monster. They love a good rug pull. Like mm. you, you get halfway through it, kill like they're like, oh, this is the elder dragon that's been causing all the problems. You kill it, and they're like, oh, there's something else going on here, and there's a whole new set of investigations to do. So if you're, if you're pushing for the end and you don't know where the end is, I can see people being slightly frustrated with that. But yeah. in general, very good expansion. And the overall package now that people have got, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, I think is I was going to say, yeah, that as a whole, like, there's so, it's, it'd be interesting like if you went to go back, like just even the, that clutch claw, just having that mm. taken away from you now, that would be disastrous. Yeah. Uh, and being having to go back to that, like every now and again in missions, you get chucked back to the old hub world, and you have to fucking start climbing stairs again. You, that was like, cool, what's <laughs> happened here? But no, I think it's very overall great package. Um, definitely one I'd, I hugely recommend. It's not a game for everyone. It's not certainly. a biff game. Not a biff game. It's okay. not a biff game. The slightest. This game is a so, biff game. Well, that's all right. Chucks it at the end. Paper-esque, some are saying now. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Paper is, at the moment, he's taken the mantle of Chief Bottler. Chief like, Bottler. So you get to the final gym of a Pokemon game and just lose your asshole and not finish <laughs> it. <laughs> some Bottle jobs. And he'll be on to explain it one day. He ain't oh, getting boy. away with it. All that Genji stream. All that Genji stream. All papers, plays, <laughs> papers, tweet. Please, tweets. Twitch.tv slash Dimp Digital. Find it all. So it's all kicking off for the streamers. Um, any other comments about either Monster Hunter World and or Iceborne? I mean, have you delved into this end game that's been presented to us, which is like another new region, but it seems yeah. like, I, don't, I haven't gone into it, but it feels like no. it's a load of the regions combined to one map. So you've got yeah. like a, a, an ancient forest type area, then a coral highlands type area. Like I don't know if it is completely interlinked. There's no loading times. Yeah, that is. There is loading times, so or there's not. No, no, there isn't. So no, it's, it's all interlinked. Right. Like so that's exactly quite cool. Said. Yeah. So you can get any, like any monster essentially could turn up anywhere, really. Yeah. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not 100% sure I haven't gone... F- into it properly i just sort of went in and had a little look but the way i believe it works is you, you level up the areas by um, like individual c- killing monsters in the area or capturing them. that's it and then that sort of i don't know if that does like an overall a bit like when we were playing that um 
Outriders where you had like a world tier. I think it's essentially along those sort of lines, but yeah, there's it goes up to certain levels and obviously the challenge gets harder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's still monsters that will be in that area that we haven't come across. I've, I've come across one monster that looks quite fun. It's like a massive ape. Oh. Rojang or something, I think his name is, but he's an MK Donkey monster. Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Makes King Kong. Get the rights. <laughs> Put it in. Next. Um, but yeah, so I've not really delved into it now. I, I probably will um, a little bit. Sort of now that the story's done and it'll probably start to fizzle out, obviously with Rise coming out couple of weeks but yeah it's still there to be played and it's the real big boy shit now so it depends is it going to be another another steep learning curve this is this is the worry because this the reason why this game probably isn't for everyone is because of that learning curve there's a there's no whole hand holding in this game it seems to be the way of japanese games they they don't want to be fucking tutorial well there's tutorials in here but don't fucking help half the time I was going to say you forget about them after two minutes <laughs> there's screens of reading which you know it's when you're still getting tutorials sort of 90 hours yeah. in yeah. that fucking attention does start to go right what's going on here so the systems are insane and like I say we're still learning shit like even standard shit like that that we haven't investigated a monster and that's just through, you know, like laziness of just not paying attention. But yeah. it's going to happen when you play these games of this elk. But nice, no, it's, it's, it's just it's just that like that grind and satisfaction of of that core loop of gameplay. It's just I, I just fucking latched onto it and was loving life. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly very challenging. I you mentioned earlier on, I think you might have mentioned Bloodborne, but there's the Souls and From Software type challenge that comes with that. This has this certainly stirred up a few similar feelings towards towards that. Not necessarily as punishing because no, I um, mean, in some ways more punishing, but in other ways not because you always felt like a, I always felt like it was doable. And with the, yeah. the, the well, to be fair, with Bloodborne, you could ring the bell and get help if you wanted to. So it was the co-op play was there as well, but it's certainly more leaning towards that than it is a casual game. Um, and the the controls and the animation, the way you kind of move around, what mm. I what I discovered is that you watch someone play, it looks very frantic. It looks like all sorts is going on it looks a mess and you're like how on earth can i even get to a level where i can inflict that much damage doing what he or she's doing avoid the monsters and what you learn over time is that every single input that you put into this game whether it's walking whether it's sprinting whether it's getting your 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 weapon out putting your weapon back whether it's healing whether it's dodging whether it's firing and attacking has some level of animation time that you've got to account for so everything you do is is imprinted into that world, into that game, and you've you've got to make sure whatever you press next, you've got time to do it before you get attacked by the monster. And the monster could be mid-attack, it could be prime for an attack, and you have to learn to pick up on what that's going to do next. Whether it's even focused on you, it might be focused on another player, it might be fo- focused on your pelico or whatever it's called, and those are the times when you've got to sort of meddle around and get yourself ready. And as you learn these tales, as you learn how the, the each of the animals and the monsters work, as, how your weapons work, what your cooldown times are, that becomes addicting in itself. You, you feel like you've accomplished something. You feel like you've learned a hell of a lot. Um, 
throughout the experience of this game and yeah. it certainly isn't for everyone but the the it's one of the more steeper learning curves that i've experienced but honestly the longevity on the and the plateau at the end when you're sort of competent you f- it feels really good yeah yeah it really does and they just chuck skins at you like you you'll <laughs> find a new monster and you'll be like right let's have a look at his his fucking uh, armor set and you'll see it and you'll be like fucking hell now he looks like a badass he looks so cool when you when yeah you, when you chuck on like a full set of a monster and the, the customization in this like it really is an rpg in terms of like especially with the sort of weapons that you can change you can change about with on the fly as well you know like halfway through a mission you go back to your camp and change your weapon if you yeah. ain't doing fuck all i was finding i'm having to do that more in this game like oh, obviously yeah. with the moving more erratic i'd start off with like a fucking long sword just like a slow hitting thing and then i'd be like right it's, this cunt's just too far too fast, I can't yeah. hit it. So, so i'd have to go to my trusty insect glaive and fucking hop around like some parkour knucker yeah uh, so yeah it's, it's it was it's just it was just fantastic like, i can't you, there, there's faults to be there maybe but it's yeah. it's just, I, like it feels like they've really nailed this game to a T, like this is it's been going for like i think it was his anniversary the other day wasn't it yesterday i think it was um yeah. f- 15 years or something like that but they just sort of just perfected this this gameplay loop each year whenever they do it and now it's just peak it's just like they it's ne- now brought it to a to a, a an audience that you know a bigger audience a sort of more commercial audience and yeah. it's got the likes of us playing it and fucking enjoying it so they're obviously doing something right no yeah and like the the recommendation has to come with a caveat that you've got to be prepared to learn really yeah. you've got to be open enough to spend the time and, and get over it and i think that the the armor that they give you in the base game now sort of a couple of years three years after release is a smart one because had that not been there i think i mentioned this last time had i not been had it not been so forgiving in the early stage it's quite easy to get disenfranchised um, yeah like if you're getting one hit by a monster you're like the fuck yeah. unfortunately with this this armor set they give you that will definitely not happen you're given like items and skills that stop you from being affected by monster roars and trem- tremors and things like that which are really you kind of don't notice till you take them off they can really ha- hinder your performance like there's so much depth to this, this game and really it's for those that are interested in exploring that depth with, and and getting several different loadouts they that the game allows you to save different loadouts whether that's for gear and items and you can mix and match those you can save them go right i'm facing an ice monster so i want my fire elements and you can sit there and create a loadout for every single different um monster type and you could put different decorations on your armor and on your weapons and your skills like this there's so much there that people really probably don't know about and to be honest we didn't really i certainly didn't know about until the back end of iceborne no i'm just thinking about it now there's quite a lot of similarities to pokemon <laughs> in that yeah. you know like these weird monsters that are all elemental type mm-hmm. it's essentially you're catching them all because you want to get collect their, you're cutting their guts out and sticking them on your head <laughs> yeah. same sort it's of like, thing it's like a grown-ups pokemon yeah essentially for fucking hardcore gamers like us so if you enjoyed pokemon <laughs> as a kid you might enjoy monster Hunter as an adult is what we're saying yeah um Monster Hunter Iceborne, or sorry, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Well, what's nice. the what's the sort of thumbs up we're giving it? Thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. 
it's it's taken 2021 by storm i was gonna say yeah uh, i mean based on my experience i i can't i think i'd have to give it two thumbs up for me mm. like that's not like that's that's full marks like 10 out of 10 but i don't know i'd probably give it something like a nine i think no, mm. I'd, I'd stick it around the nine mark, which for me is double thumbs up. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. I, I just think it's it's just such a unique and a, a fun game that I've just like, there's no other game that I've stuck. Like, something like fucking Red Dead. I was entertained the whole through. I've never played a game this much that's so repetitive and enjoyed the last of it. Like Red Dead, I'm playing for a hundred hours, but I'm doing different shit. Yeah, the, you know. It's hundred hours because because the done. yeah the hundred hours because the game's probably a hundred hours of unique stuff long whereas Monster Hunter really is a cycle of learning things and getting better and upgrading yeah. yourself and being like an RPG in that in that veil. Yeah, like I said, the only thing you could probably criticise is maybe the story isn't as you know heartwarming and well, like it's heartwarming I suppose it's it's, it's just sort of a, a filler isn't it it's just a little filler it's yeah it's fine it's not too bad to be fair I quite like they do a half decent job of kind of because you're you're the fifth fleet going into this new world and they make they do a good job of making you aware that you're the fifth fleet so there was four <laughs> yeah. others that was there before you that have done stuff they've got halfway and not been able to finish it. They've had problems. I think one maybe has gone missing. Like they do, they do, do a good job. And someone who was a complete newbie into Monster Hunter, like I didn't know what to expect. It's kind of like it wasn't... I wasn't going to hang my hat on the story ever because it was never the game. No. But it was it was serviceable. And that's, all you, that's Look, sometimes yeah. all you can ask for in video games. You want a serviceable narrative yeah. to go through. And no it's point, quite Jack. Yeah. It's quite a Japanese sort of anime-esque style. It's not as cutesy as like a an anime but it has those sort of undertones that sort of cheesiness of let's do this guys the yeah. voice acting is sort of quite questionable like it's it's fine for what it is but you know like it's very cheesy in its turns and it's not a game like you say you're never comparing it to likes the last of us but no. it's this is this game really is more about the sort of the gameplay and the like that grind yeah two thumbs up for me Monster Hunter World, yep. Iceborne. Excellent. I'm so glad we went back to it. Like after mm. when we sort of, there's the potential there we could have just finished, like just called it a day there and gone. Yeah, we've had our having our feel for it. There you go. Uh, it it worked for us. And it was just so weird, like how how it worked, like the sort of we went through it together and stuff. And it's it, it's still that's one of the pain of this game. It is certainly in its story element is going playing together trying to go through the story is one of the worst experiences yeah. I've, just in its mission setup. take ain't that a away game in that sense it ain't no. the journey of two or the journey of four Hello. even it's it's what is handy is what you want is a destiny dave type character who's been through it all like you had with pozola yeah. who can yeah. just drop in and help you during the missions as exactly. and when and like if you if you try and do it together religiously it's just a pain in the backside that is definitely no. a criticism but i think no. all the other good stuff outweighs it for sure yeah definitely yeah we had that one session didn't we the other week where i come in to join your session and yeah it just worked so much better because i'd seen the stuff there was no you know we weren't waiting for cutscenes and bollocks having to go back no uh, and it just it, it's just it's just a great multiplayer game and 
solo game playing on your own like it's, I played a lot of it on my own I'm probably exactly. about fucking 80 hours of that is on my own I think I yeah. soloed it um, and it's one of those games like uh, Destiny like you know playing that solo is not the same as when you're playing in a fire team of three or doing a fucking raid with seven six people whatever yeah. it is um, you know solo you can do it but it's it, it's not an enjoy as enjoyable experience whereas this it's just like it's not any either you can play on your own you can play with a group it's, it's the same thing but it's the same but different yeah the one of the things i will praise it for is just how well like just the random co-op element works like you can yeah. basically you can go into a, a, a hunt and fire off an sos flare and people join you and you don't it's not so complicated the game and it's not so reliant on strategy that you need to better speak to these fuckers. You simply people join. Everyone... I'll tell you what it is reliant on. Go on. Asians. <laughs> yeah, the, honestly, if you get a, a Japanese or an Asian gamer tag come up, you nine times out of ten, they will blitz the monster and you won't even have to <laughs> lift your lift a finger. There's some real sick puppies on there. Yeah. And I've seen the memes going around on the internet. Yeah, literally, that's how... That's, that's, it might sound like a racial stereotype, no. but that is literally the gay. Like, that is... They, they just are. love it. They even have cafes over there, Monster Hunter cafes. That's how huge that is over there. And just as soon as you get an Asian come onto your team, you know you're onto a winner. Although, I will say this, there was one mission in particular that I was doing, or quest, and he dropped the ball. He or she, oh, yeah, he or she oh, dropped the ball. I fainted once. Dishonorable. They fainted twice, and I was <laughs> fuming because I don't expect that of of those sort of players and the quality that they're bringing to the hunt. But, but my point is, the community there is fantastic, and like yeah. you just alluded to, there they don't have to speak the same language as you. You can just jump into a hunt, and they you'll get support. Um, and very rarely do I have a bad experience connecting with random. You, say, you just can't no, say for a lot of multiplayer games. I was going to say, I ne- not once in that 112 hours ever had someone come onto our game and sort of troll the right. game, like sit by the side and do nothing no, or, no. I don't know, just really cause botherance. Not a single time. They always was there to like get the job done. And, and it's easy. It, you can exploit that game. If you yeah. jump, if, I, if Atkins fired a flare out and I went to help him and he's a randomer, he only gets free faints per hunt in most cases yeah. sometimes less I could just die on purpose and <laughs> die again die again and then his hunt's over no one's That's doing that everyone that jumps on wants to win they want to beat the monster they want to get the gear themselves I don't know if that's because the game's structured that well whether it's just the community behind it but didn't have a bad experience other than nah. sometimes I was let down by a couple of people but that was that weren't them really it's just they couldn't handle the pressure of being with the king you see <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a little dabble with the Monster Hunter Rise demo version 2 I've done I think two of the three hunts yep um, I at the risk of this being a full hour and a bit of Monster Hunter <laughs> um, I obviously played the Switch which fuck me we last week gave the Switch an absolute fucking beatdown oh, yeah. Hogsworth Dave Salmon fuming <laughs> then went on to say he was uh, one I'm scared of everyone in the pot get on Hogsworth come on come you're on. welcome everyone's welcome in a way mm-hmm. um, within reason there are some people I won't let come on but we've played a bit of Rise on the Switch the Switch has got a bit of playtime from the pair of us version 2 of the demo added a new advanced quest cool I'll be honest I jumped on with the same weapon I was used to in world light bow gun okay yeah scrubs weapon like point and shoot jobby thank you 
make it easy. <laughs> Other than the frame rate, which I think you get used to, it does yep. feel like you're fucking moving through tar, but we'll get over that because Uncharted 4 is 30 frames. Yeah. Um, the main concern I had is when I fired that weapon and it hit the monster, it didn't feel didn't that impactful. I didn't get the same crunch. Like the piercing ammo on World, you can fucking see and feel it going as it rifles right. through yeah, the, the yeah. monster. On this, it felt very like, pssst, like powder right. puff. Yeah. Now, you was more of a melee-focused man. Did you yeah. experience that same issue, or am I? Um, is it just me that's had that? And actually, the light bow gun is just my fault because I should be using a, a melee weapon. Yeah, I've got to say, it didn't I hasn't noticed the same effect? Like, uh, it's it's hung me out to dry. I have hung you out to dry. I haven't used a bow gun to be honest. I haven't. Yeah, I've only I've stuck to my me, me core weapons, but um, I, it does have a different feel. This mm. like certainly, these buttons are different, but attacks there are some attacks that are not in world that they've taken out so you do get it moves around how you move around your items and ammo as well you have to hold l1 that's a real hindrance to me yeah it is real is a a hybrid of the older switch game or nintendo games sorry the 3ds games and a mixture of world put in but it's enough that it's completely changed it that it's again another fucking start from the beginning learning curve that we've now got to sort of get the basics back under attack we've got to work out how to get this and even like the health of this wire bug now we've got fucking yeah. we've got to work that system out but fucking wyvern ride the fucking monsters that seems like it's gonna be a big part of it yeah exactly it's gonna be a whole new oh, a bow gun. i don't mount fucking monsters you, <laughs> yeah, you're all right. True. He was insect glaive diving on top of the reds. I weren't doing that. No, no shave. Uh, what's it called? Using that fucking whetstone <laughs> halfway through yeah. a thing, which is handy. But yeah, I could probably see what you mean. Like, I think this this is gonna it's gonna be hard the transition. Like, so I think we'll get used to the frame rate. Um, it's not ideal, but um, I've, yeah, it looks pretty enough. That, but I do think that just the the general basics are gonna be a, an, another learning curve and. Probably one that we'll pick up quite quick because we're used to the. the you're saying we like I'm getting it. What's the? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll crumble <laughs> once. <laughs> but once you see us play. Well, but, you know um, what they've done that's really cost the switch potentially is. Capcom, I can't believe they've done this. It's coming out on PC not soon, but it's coming out on PC next year, and I was like, well, definitive uh, edition, uh, frame exactly. rate sixty. I'd have been happy if, like, I probably will get it on PC. This old potato won't be able to do it. I'll have to get a new one, but... It runs on Switch, mate. Exactly. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) So I'll probably will get it, but the fact that they've done that before the fucking games even come out, now I know I've got to pay two times for it. It's annoying, (laughs) but... But yeah, this is going to be a huge one. I, I I did try that mission with Magnum Allo, this yeah. advance, and I got one banged three times and died. And oh, like, right. And it gives Literally. you, you can't choose your armor loadout either. So you, no. you, you've evidently got what they think is doable. Equivalent armor. There's people doing it, so it's obviously adequate, but I just got absolutely white. and literally one banged, literally three oh. times. And... They also, you've got to do it in 15 minutes as well. I, like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, what are we doing here? This is a... Right. But you do, it's good because they give you the levels. There's a couple of tutorial missions and you've got um, the, the tiered uh, missions. So you can start beginner, intermediate, yeah. and then obviously this bad boy. Um, but yeah, this is a real fucking steep learning curve that we're going to have to get involved in. But 
yeah i'm excited excited again back we'll to s- it we'll see a couple of weeks till that comes out and uh and kids will be involved and i'll see i'll definitely so, yeah. have a little looky wookie um i feel like it's gonna be compromised in some way to be on the switch i mean obviously it's taken a frame rate dip didn't look that bad when i plugged it in and jumped it on the big tail it looked like serviceable um yeah i think i'll have another couple of goes at it. i mean it's that weird thing where you only get 30 goes um and then the, the demo disappears i don't know you can't do any more quests i don't know why it does that but i'll definitely be playing it a bit more between now and whenever it goes offline and and the release and just just check it but that that bow gun didn't feel didn't have it and i might go i might jump back on world to make sure it's not ronnie tricking me yeah because he does do that he he will say well that ain't that's that's switch yeah so we'll have to check about that but that's that's monster hunter iceborne well monster hunter world iceborne and rise demo done we'll talk about rise if and when we purchase it when it arrives um this past week it became official xbox slash microsoft purchase acquire bethesda seven and a half billion it's been signed off by all the courts it's gone through and what they decided to do was put together a what they called a round table where they had Pete Hines hosting it, who's like the PR guy from Bethesda. Todd Howard was on there. Big Phil, friend of the show, he was on there. Um, and that, that, that marketing guy from, from Expert, Aaron, Aaron Green. Aaron Green's bird. Yeah, he was on there. There's some bird on there. I couldn't work out whether she was from bird <laughs> could work out slag. when she was on. yeah sorry got to use the term slag haven't we because it's deep digital um she was on she there was on. and i thought she was on from bethesda or microsoft couldn't work out but anyway they had a round table they cut to videos to the developers and whatnot and it's i've sat through and watched it it's an hour and a bit long just interesting listening to their chat um one of the big things that people are unsure about um that are concerned about or want to want clarification on is about what's going to happen to Bethesda games going forwards in terms of exclusivity. Um, what we got was, I think a pretty clear indication of what's going to happen, but I will read the quote and allow others to interpret it however they want. Um, so here's, this is directly from Phil, Big Phil, Big Phil Spencer, who and he won't mind me saying this because he's friend of the show and all that. He don't he don't care. He, he loves a bit of banter. He is starting to look a little bit like Elon Musk, <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing for him. So Phil, I know you're listening. Just whatever that, if you can take that as advice, just have a look and see how you can get away from Musk because Musk don't look human. Well, he looks like an android fish uh, <laughs> human skin anyway big feel obviously i can't sit here and say every bethesda game is an exclusive because we know that's not true he's correct there there's contractual obligations that we're going to see through we have games that exist on other platforms we're going to go and support those games on the platforms they're on these com- there oh sorry there's communities of players we love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we go, will go to. But if you're an Xbox customer, 
the thing I want you to know is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship to the platforms wherever Game Pass exists. Yeah. And that's our goal. It goes on to talk about how it's great. But the key phrase there is that they're going to be delivering great exclusives wherever Game Pass exists. Mm. Now, as far as I know, phone, phone. Xbox, PC. That's it. Switch inbound. (laughs) So that's one way of saying that perhaps um, that some games are not going to ship on anything that doesn't have Game Pass on it. Now, is that how you read it, or is that a different... Oh, I got it wrong. I don't get it wrong. No, you haven't got it wrong. No. I think, yeah, what he's done is playing it safe. I think he's Scared. got the Sony boys are sitting there going, fucking bastards. They're going to take our bloody Bethesda games for us. But I think what he's doing is he's, he's just covering his ass. So it sounds like they're going to be sort of sticking everything. And it's just going to carry on as normal, but we own them. But I think now it's all done and dusted. It's in the back book. I think he's just going to see out these contract games, you know, uh, Deathloop and Tokyo Drift. Mm. I don't know what it's called, Tokyo. Something. Gif- yeah, to- yeah Night- wire. Wire. No, I can't I remember. It should be uh, the Evil Within Free Tango. Yes, yeah, it should. And why is two not on fucking what's it called? Well, That's yeah, they announced twenty odd games from Bethesda's library going onto Game Pass. The Evil Within Two was not on there. Now, all I can think is that it didn't sell very well, so they're still trying to push that for sales. But who's buying that? <laughs> exactly. It's on. It's on PS now. I was gonna say, I think. Biff bought it for like a fiver, didn't he? he? Got it for a good price. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think he's just playing it safe for the Sony boys, so there's not an, an uproar at them, and he's sort of almost sort of welcoming them to, you know, look, if you want to play it, the Xbox is here, you can plan it. But I think Big Phil will shut shit down as soon as these contracts done. As soon as this big game, I can see maybe even something like this Star, what's it called? Um, Starfield. Starfield, that being a, an Xbox exclusive, I can see him because that is has been for a long while Xbox's biggest problem is exclusive games. Now they've just spent this sort of wonga on a fucking one of the if one of probably not the biggest but a huge huge acquisition. You're telling me that they're not going to use their loaf and go right? You've got fucking uh, Naughty Dog and Insomniac and that. We've got these bad boys. I can see that. I think it's just, like I say, playing it safe for the time being so there's no uproar, but it's, it will shut this shit down and I think a lot of Bethesda games will be exclusives. Maybe even something as huge, which there will be uproar, as Fallout 5 being a, a, mm. a, 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 an Xbox exclusive. Or Fallout which... 77. <laughs> yeah. Get that bit right Give it, a, get it another crack. Um, or, you know, what they're pushing for, which we've heard rumours of, is... Um, Xbox Game Pass coming to Switch, you know, I'm, I, I doubt, I don't, can't see it myself, but could we in the You'd years You need XCloud, it? wouldn't you, for that? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I think that, and um, we've got, I think there's a couple of um, Capcom games that stream, and maybe even Hitman that stream, you can get on the Switch, but they're streaming only. Um, oh, of course, yeah. If the, seven as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If the Switch wants streaming tech or, or game or third parties to have streaming games on there xcloud's not a bad way to go because by all accounts those that have used it that i've spoken to are impressed obviously it's yeah. dependent on the internet and whatnot but that's yeah. one way to do it and then you've got poor fucking sony sitting there 
Jim Ryan cackling. Jim Ryan. He's cackling, but is he? Has he dropped bollocks? Is, is he scared? Is he? He's running scared. He's I got mean, death loop. And he's like, well, what have God, I done here? Yeah. He's got scared. Ghostwire Tokyo as well, unbelievably. Ghostwire Tokyo, that's it. Yeah, you know, even if they take Skyrim sales, well, that's it, I can never buy it again on PS4. I mean, every cunt's got it, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, this is a thing. I can see there's potential, you know, I'm sure he's probably a big feel saying, look, Jim, if you want Game Pass on your console, here it is, but will he buckle down and go... Not a chance. Yeah, I just can't see that happening. And that but, seems like the killer, isn't it? It's like if you have xCloud or Game Pass, and it, you know, we know it runs on a phone, we know it runs on an Xbox, we know Game Pass is on PC, that's where they'll be landing. And if you don't have... You might as well not even call Xbox Xbox anymore. That would be called Game Pass, because that seems to be the direction of, like, what's, yeah. what's going to be in within their sort of ecosystem, what's going to be outside. It's like it's all... It's all, it's all Game Pass related. Um, I want to do a little bit of role play to finish up on. I've got a, got a few other things about this as well, but get the role playing first before we get tired. Um, I'm going to be Alan from Ow. from Xbox. Now, for those that don't know who Alan is, Alan is basically the big cheese at every game developer, every game publisher. He's the one who ultimately makes the decisions so he can he can make it all happen all the good shit that happens in games he's responsible for all the bad shit he's definitely responsible for um so i'm gonna be alan you're gonna be phil spencer so mr mr musk you're gonna be (sighs) you alan's come to phil and said look you've just told me to buy all this bethesda stuff for seven and a half bill it's a lot of money I know you've gone out on this round table and said about it being on Game Pass and whatnot, and that's the only way to get it, but I want you to be clear and, and tell me whether these other franchises need to be A, exclusive, only to Xbox slash Game Pass, B, a timed exclusive, so we'll, we'll put it on there for a year, and then 12 months later, Sony can have it, or C, some level of multi-platform, so day and date, it lands wherever we need to put it. And... What Alan has said is that he's willing to rip up pre-existing contracts. He'll pay through the nose to get rid of them. He's letting yeah. Phil... It's his, his big moment, he said. <laughs> so you're going to be Phil, and you're gonna, I'm going to go through a list of games and studios, and I want you yeah. to tell me, Alan, what we're going to do with them. And yeah. Alan has got the power to do this. hes I don't know if he's connected to the gaming gods... But he um, seems like he's got a lot of influence. He wields a lot of influence. So he, he must have some... We don't know. It's a bit of law that needs to be written out still in the Dimp Law books. So we'll start with Arcane Studios. Cool. Known for Prey. Known for Dishonored, mainly. Wolfenstein, Youngblood, which they also assisted on. Um, the big game at the moment that's coming out this year is Deathloop. Yep. Alan's going to you, Phil. He's like, what do we do with this? We've already signed an agreement with Sony to have it for, let's say, a year. Yep. Do, you, do you want me to rip that up and have it day and day everywhere? Do you want me to rip it up and then stick cock up them and say it's only coming to Xbox now? Or should I just leave it as it is? I reckon. I'm, I'm saying it. leave it as it is. I think it seems like... I'm confident it'd be all right that game, but it's not going to be one of our heavy hitters. Right, keep it as it is. Won't um, do. It's not going to be massively 
popular no, I think or... We've got that contract. I probably, if it was starting again, maybe probably would have got it on the other end and it would have been a year's right. exclusivity, but that's just for the sting of, of doing it. We just shared this money out. But the fact that they've got it for a year, I'm happy with that. I don't think it needs to come to Xbox Day One. We'll see how it goes over there. If it turns out shit, they can keep it. Yeah, they can have it. <laughs> keep it for good. Yeah. And then what about future projects from Arcane? Shoot, well, here's the thing. Because they're not big sellers, typically. No, we've got Dishonored 3. Oh, yeah, Dishonored 3, Prey 2. They might have been here and they're cooking up new stuff. I haven't heard that. I made that up. But they could be cooking up (laughs) new stuff. Alan wants direction on what arcane armor things should be doing. I think the real big one would be, yeah, Dishonored. I think to have that as an exclusive, they they seemed... There was a... I remember... They done what was it like? It must have been the Xbox One X uh, upgrade. There was like a YouTube video of of the enhancement they done, and I noticed they didn't get the same. It wasn't a, an equivalent with PlayStation, so they obviously had a deal there. So I do think these deal exist. I think they do say like, you know, make upgrade it, run, it here. upgrade it here, and we'll we'll fucking promote the shit out of it. And that certainly was a game like that. Um, so I could see I think Dishonored's big enough it probably you know it ain't selling fucking trillions or whatever but it's a big enough that I think that would be a big announcement yeah as Dishonored Prey potentially you know again that one another good game but wasn't blowing any doors off in the in the upper echelon um I'd probably go another year exclusive on that, maybe, and then dish it out. And they don't want to, you know, these companies are still running that, you know, it's going to benefit them going on other consoles, other yeah. things. So, yeah, I think the year thing would benefit for for that franchise for Prey. That's yeah, so arcane. Alan's going to write all that down and take it under advisement. Uh, Zenimax Online Studios that do the Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we're not going to be. Ch- Alan said he probably doesn't want to change where that is now. Right, so because yeah. it's already embedded, but they are working on a on a new unannounced IP, yeah, and likely to be an online type jobby. What does uh, is that one where we chuck it out on all devices to start with to get maximum people in because we need these MMOs to be populated with humans. Yeah, yeah, this is a bit of a fucking bastard cutting off your fucking nose to spite your face because, like you say, we need these numbers, yeah. but. They've done a little piece. That, well, I spoke about this on my round table, you see. <laughs> and they, they spoke about how many new players they had just in the last year. It was oh, like three million, wasn't three it? Three million. Yeah. The, and that's just by it being on Game Pass. So mm. to have a new exclusive MMO, exclusive to Game Pass, day one, that could be a fucking kick to the bollocks for them, for yeah. PlayStation and other companies. But like you say, this type of game needs players. Uh, I mentioned this last time, it's a bit different, but with like Des- uh, Anthem, I thought that would be fucking brilliant to be on Game Pass because it's bringing the people in that yeah. quickly wouldn't go out and buy it. So, yeah, this is a difficult decision, this one. Um, I suppose we have to keep this on everything just okay. for just for players we'll keep this on everything on the assumption it's another MMO style game I think that's, yeah. that's the correct one to do uh, Tango Game Works so we've got Ghostwire <laughs> Tokyo first of all PlayStation have got a deal with that we can pay to rip it up and change it 
Um, but are we going to leave it like Deathloop and just have it in a year's time and then focus perhaps on the Evil Within 3, which might be coming from them at some point? We're speculating, but Speculate, Alan's yeah. asking about Evil Within 3 because he's play it. There's a bit of insight to this one. Oh, God. If you scoop. Know, scoop. Me here, Big Phil, working at Xbox, we've been really trying to dig into that Japanese market the last year. We have. You know, we've got exclusivities cut deals six month deals of Yakuza franchise you know yes. we've now got every Yakuza game on Game yes, Pass which are all on Playstation only for the exactly. last what two gens two gen. we've now coppered that deal although this game does look shit I'll <laughs> say that big feel it's, it looks different a bit weird um, <laughs> it's a Japanese game and could appeal to that Japanese market so it was one thing them Japanese love is Japanese stuff yes they love their own stuff <laughs> they love their own stuff so I like my own stuff yeah I like watching di- digital YouTube channel on loop <laughs> exactly so read exactly. everyone loves the smell of their own farts don't they <laughs> wow <laughs> um, but um yeah, so that with that in mind, they're still trying. I don't think this game it will be the, the game to crack the market. Um, no. But it, uh, Tango works. Yeah, I think the Evil Win is a bigger a bigger yeah. one. Two again, it's the trilogy. I mean, it's a trilogy thing. It's definitive trilogy edition. Two look really good. I, uh, and it's it, good. I, it is good. It's very it is, good. Yes. Very good. I Underrated think, game. One of the few that I'd say has got our deal. Is it the same geezer that done Resident Evil that, that done the first McCarm- one? Yeah, so basically, McCarmy oh. done the first one, like directed it. This time, he just, I think, either produced or executive produced, and actually, right. one of the people that done the DLC led it. Oh, and right. you can kind of see where the changes are. But if you'd like the first one, this is a much, I think, a better version of it, and it, it plays with some interesting ideas. And like, there's even some, like, not open world, but areas where. There's a lot of air, a lot of ground to cover, and you can kind mm. of use that to your advantage. So, yeah, Evil Within Three. Who knows what that'll be? But mm. Alan, Alan loved it, so he's interested to hear what needs to go. So yeah, I think this sort of game, like a horror, you know, like we've obviously got the Resident Evil games. It's very much similar in that same sort of elk. I think this could be a potential exclusive. I think this would yeah. be a big. I'm going to stick it in my E3 announcement this year i'm gonna shove it in there evil within three coming 2023 oh. <laughs> but it is it in the fantasy draft xbox exclusive tango works working on it coming straight to game pass day one there we go alan signed that off mm. id software so what they've said they're working on well, they haven't this is in this world but doom's pretty much done with the DLC as well that's all finished that's in the pipe they're open to making a new Doom but really what Alan would like to see is a new is a single player Quake game and not this Quake Champions that was wheeled out he wants to see the way that Doom was was re- reopened in, in Quake so what he wants you to focus on is what do we do with Quake does that does that go rolled out everywhere or are we going to time that or are we going to just keep it for ourselves well, I mean, these these are typically PC games, aren't they? Like, yeah. even Doom as well. But the Quake, absolute yeah, butter that, merchant on it. that PC. I think this could be taken away from... It doesn't need to be on PlayStation. It would mm. be a big, huge hit to them. Like, you know, certainly more Doom than Quake. But, yeah. but if they were to redo Quake in a... 
it's, it's never been a single player game as it? it's always been an, an arena shooter type thing but yeah. okay maybe in this like if they were to sort of I suppose um what's the word I'm looking for sort of flatline streamline it and turn it more commercial mm. you know to me like Quake feels like a proper PC game like yeah. or a real master race game if they were to sort of butter it up a butter it up a bit and turn it into almost essentially like a fucking uh overwatch style not so not as the same cutie you know keep the same genre uh, like the same fucking aesthetic and that but make it more accessible in terms of like a hero shooter i could see them maybe even bring in a single player aspect in the sense of doom because we know how fucking good those campaigns are yeah um that could be enough to to bring bring it to a, a full exclusivity deal with uh, keeping it on Game Pass on PC, the focus yeah. of PC and Xbox. Um, Those PC cunts are still moan because it ain't yeah. on Steam. No, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I suppose we've got that Hello, to fight for as well. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. well Epic as well, giving it saying the scan. Yeah, yeah. It, it comes to Xbox Store and Epic only, not Steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would, that would boil piss. Um, that would boil piss, but I think that would be like, especially Doom. Doom would yeah. be a killer. The new, the next Doom, Doom Infinite, <laughs> <laughs> Doom Infinite Xbox exclusive. That would be a kick in the fucking bollocks, especially with how successful these games are on, yeah. on Even Switch, like the Switch games are doing fucking good. Even mm. you know that they're some probably the best first person games they've got on that Switch. Um. Uh, so you know, there. Um, a toughie. That would be a toughie, but a good fucking for for Xbox. That would be a huge win to set that to an exclusive. But again, taking away some of that audience when Doom has always been a fucking multi-platform game. Yeah. You know, even back to the OG. Get it on floppy disk on PC, but you know, Doom it came 64, to fucking Doom, Doom Fight is on everywhere. Fact, isn't it? It's on fucking everything. Game Boy, you had the lot, mate. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that would be a fucking huge acquisition to to really cut that up and go nope. But Big feels he needs to be harsh, you know. He's, you see, he doesn't believe in console wars. Well, he's playing it like at the moment. I was gonna say, Alan's sitting there toying with fire, going this one. Yeah. <laughs> He is. Um, <laughs> Bethesda Game Studios, which do Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and Starfield. So all three of those, we know there's an Elder Scrolls 6, we know there's a Starfield. One day there's like to be a Fallout 5. Yeah. Now, first of all, do all three get treated the same here? Mm, yeah, I think so. Okay. And then do we timely exclusive them? So we know that we're going to get the fucking platinum sales off other platforms eventually. Do we day and date it and just take titles or do we really push that game pass is the only place yeah. to be playing these, these three big behemoths? I say, I think because of the scope of them, I think the year exclusive would be a big enough. It's long enough that people on PlayStation would still get it. Like, so it's not long enough that they'll be disinterested. No. They'll still, no. they'll make a big marketing push. Yeah. And then Sony will say, we don't want it. <laughs> no. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> but, the thing. I think if they were to take, like, if any, any, any three, I suppose Starfield, 
we have no idea what that's going to be but because of the pedigree of these games you know it's going to be a huge and so hype this will be the next fucking cyberpunk this game yeah <laughs> um yeah it will it will it might it? be but, just a shit <laughs> exactly it could potentially I played it, be. I don't know. but but any of these if they were to take this and turn this into an exclusive exclusive franchise then that would be an absolute fucking sucker punch to to any other any other console, you know. Like the yeah. entire perspective of what Microsoft and Xbox is would almost change overnight. With yeah, that. it would. Like, it would. The only place to play the next, and it, people will call it the next Skyrim game, even though it's technically not true. But that's how most people no. know it. That you can only get it on an Xbox. Mm. That will be a big shift. Yeah, I think, but. That's what I, yeah, I'd quite like to see them do that to sort of show that they've got the bollards, but I think it's so, too big of a game. Like the next Elder Scrolls game is going to be so fucking huge yeah. that a year's exclusivity, which I think they will play it safe because we know it's coming. You know, it's coming. When is it supposed to be next year? Is it coming? No, it's further down. Actually, sorry, no, it's further down than thing, isn't it? Yes, we're getting Starfield first, aren't we? Yeah. So, I don't know. It dep- I suppose it depends how they do from now until then. If they are really, like, if PlayStation come out and fucking drop more bombs, you know, they fucking we're getting another Uncharted or something or another fucking. We've got this new IP coming from Naughty Dog. If it's another fucking absolute ten out of ten fucking bollard grabber, <laughs> then you know maybe Phil might have to force the hand and say, yeah. Well, we've got Halo Infinite. <laughs> Monkey. Monkey. So got. he might be able to force the hand, but uh, yeah, I feel I think he'll play it safe because of how big it is, and he'll say Fallout, even Starfield, because we know you want that one year exclusive. It may even six months. They did did they have was it no? It was a year with Tomb Raider, wasn't it? I feel oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah that, Do you remember that? That was like. That was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise was, of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, second one. And was it a full year, was it? I think full it year. Was. People fucking hated that. Like people yeah, they really, did. That really got up people's cunt that day. Because didn't. of how good the first one was. Yeah, I think that's why. And that was the first... That, to me, that's a few years back. And actually, we might have an old podcast on it About somewhere, on, on the Dimp channel somewhere. So... But I remember people getting right bored piss over that. And that was, that was the... That felt like, and I'm probably wrong, but that was definitely one of the, the big marquee ones. I was like, cool, what's this timed yeah. exclusivity all about? So, and I hadn't yeah, really can... seen it or felt or thought about it much until that happened. And I was like, Jesus, yeah. that's that's quite, a, quite that's one way of doing it. One time before that was GTA 4's DLC um, oh, was, was timed exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. Didn't know that. And uh, that was fine for me. I had a 360. I, had to, yeah. I was laughing. I think I bought that like physical. I bought the there's like the definitive edition or something. Yeah, had all yeah. Had, I think. Oh, and I think it just had the two DLCs on it. It was like the Ballad of Gay Tony and the Lost and the Dam. Lost and it? the Dam's correct. That's it. Yeah, I think At it was last. just that. But yeah, Surprise came out in November tenth, two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. They then ported it to to PC on on the following January, three months after. Oh, okay. Two, or three months after, then came out and on playstation in october the following year so nine months uh 11 months 11 sorry. months 11 months exclusivity wow um so and that was a huge i remember thinking oh fucking hell you know like pl- 
Tomb Raider was a PlayStation exclusive back in the day, you know. Felt like it was, yeah. Yeah, to get that. So, yeah, I think that would be... Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they go, fuck it. This this is enough to sting PlayStation, to have it for a year. Because I think they're that big of a game that people may even say, look, fucking hell, I've got to play this game day. I can't wait fucking 11 months for another Fallout. I'm going to have to get an Xbox or something that will run this game pass. And the last one... I've left it on purpose because it's a bit of a curveball. Machine Games, uh, Wolfenstein, they've made famous, which are great games. But But Alan, a few months ago, signed this lucrative contract with Indiana Jones. The Jones, yeah. And now you don't know what to do because they said, and this is just all bullshit, but in this story, they've said to him, that's all platforms. And he went, yep. Of course it is. Oh, Phil's livid because he's been left in the dark about what this game is. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know. If, if if Alan comes to me and says, "Look, I spoke to the boys. They're gonna they're gonna make a a challenger to the Uncharted series, <laughs> and they're gonna make a third a third person action adventure narrative driven in the indie game." Yeah. That's gonna, you know, absolutely wipe the floor with these naughty dog boys. That I'd turn exclusive. Pay through the nose to keep I'd it. Pay through the nose to keep it, even though they've told. Well, that's me what Machine saying. Games said we're doing. Whether they, they can deliver it or not, Alan don't know yet. He's that's why he's saying, "Feel how much confidence you got in these boys." Yeah, I mean they, yeah they've done yeah they, that new Wolfenstein. Very uh, good. Very good games. Yeah, I haven't played Young Blood yet. But no, reviewed as well. But the, but new new order and two excellent. Yeah, yeah. I've still to get. I bought two when I fucking got that Xbox One X. Still oh, it? two's so good. Yeah, two's a. I've heard it's a lot better. Gorgeous game, wow. but yeah, pedigree's there. But like I say, I'm left in the lurch. I don't know what's going on. I need more info to make my informed decision. But a, a franchise this big, indie. Yeah. What we're doing? What if we got, is this going to be? Arison is he signed up? Is it an old man running around? No, is sacked. it a new boy? Is it new boy? Are we going to go? It's our, own, it's, our own, it's our own version of indie. Well, Arison is voice. Can, it. Yeah, we, we can get him in. He said, "I'll throw money at it, but I need to know what platforms I'm putting it on to test budgets." Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scrap. This is going to be my heavy hitter, and I'm going to fucking take this bastard. <laughs> I'm going to take it to fucking town and have it as an exclusive. Not even on PC. <laughs> not even, yeah, literally so Xbox only. Not even, not even xCloud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could do that. If it was to be this type of game that they need in their arsenal, they don't have that, that Elka game. At, at, like, I suppose Gears, maybe. Mm. Narrative driven. Um, Probably uh, Senna was, what's it, they? Hellblade. Yeah. That could be potentially. But a game to challenge the Naughty Dog Boys or even a God of War, they need that. And depending on what they're going to do with it, Indy, Indiana Jones could potentially be this. It's a huge IP. So, yeah. You know, I my, my assumption is it's already signed up to be on all platforms, but in Alan's world, he can, he can do as he pleases. Um, well, Game Pass is bolstering its studios. Xbox are bolstering their studios. They several times have pointed towards this summer showcase being mentioned. 
I'll be honest, I've got high expectations for that now. Yeah. They keep talking about it. Bethesda ain't showed a lot about Starfield. They ain't showed a lot about Elder Scrolls. Plus all the other stuff. I mean, let's just reel off some of the studios they've got. Arcane, Bethesda Studios, like id Software, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Zenimax Online Studios, 343 Industries, The Coalitions, Compulsion Games, Double Fine Productions, The Initiative, InXL Entertainment, Mojang, Ninja Theory, Obsidian, Playground Games, Rare, Turn 10, Undead Labs. I'll that tell you what. Is colossal stable of developers. Absolutely colossal. And the two that could be an absolute fucking goldmine for them is. Obsidian, yep. Bethesda, the Fallout, New Vegas too. <laughs> Lock it in. Lock that down. Definitive that, remake. Definitive okay. remake. Yeah, a, re, a ground up remake of New Vegas. Or, Imagine they did that. I think people would be pissed off. But what the yeah, fuck's that? But that, yeah, that would be fucking funny. But you know, like Fallout fans, so many of them love that fucking game. I've never played it myself. I'm not a huge Fallout fan, but but when you talk to people about Fallout, New mm. Vegas is the one that tweaks their nipples. Yeah, it does. And, and they own both the studios now that fucking made that game. So. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. That, that stable is ginormous. Is, yeah. I mean, Sony's has got Ben Studio, Guerrilla Games, Insomniac, Japan Studio, London Studio, Media Monocle, Naughty Dog, uh, Polyphonic Digital, uh, San Diego Studio, Santa Monica, Sucker Punch, which uh, is great, but... It's great. On paper, Xbox, yeah. They're the numbers, the, the, the numbers, like, at, at some point now, mm. they've got all this stable built up. They have to start delivering... Yeah, it does feel like that. It feels like they've been building for the future, but yes, the future is here. This now, it's this summer. We want to see what's going on. Want to cash in? I think one of the good things that I was thinking about earlier on is this Game Pass malarkey is a bit weird because you you pay a subscription, you get all the games, and you play them. Mm. One of the things that I Initially, as a player, I don't like that because I'm kind of like reliant on them to release games to the service. And if you buy a game on Xbox, you kind of feel stupid because you think that will come to the Xbox one day. Uh, Never, game Pass, sorry. Never and Wake Cry like, 5. Yeah, and it's, it's <laughs> like the worst feeling in the world almost, yeah. isn't it? Like, it's horrible. Like, you buy, you pay 50, 60 quid for a game, and then within four months, it sits on Game Pass, and you're like, oh, yeah, it really deflates you. Even though you've got Game Pass... Yeah. You're annoyed. It's one yeah. of those things. But from a like a development perspective, and it can go one of two ways, but I feel like it will go the way I'm going to at least describe, or at least I hope it would. There's no... And I'm thinking about Bethesda in particular because outside, and maybe, maybe excusing Elder Scrolls Online, which clearly has a huge user base... But outside of like the Bethesda game studios, like the, the Bethesda software games, like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Dishonored, Prey, Wolfenstein, uh, Evil Within, critically done pretty good. Mm. Sales-wise, never done that great. They've never set the world on fire. At least that's what we're led to believe. Could yeah. be wrong, don't know. The, the thing I look at this Xbox Game Pass deal is that Surely, the the given that it's coming to Game Pass, it must 
eliminate or reduce a lot of the pressure to sell because mm. it's going on a service where the idea is not to sell units it's to yeah. retain people maybe bring in a few other people like I don't think Alan's sitting there saying right when Dishonored 3 goes on that game pass I want to see 2 million increase in subs yeah it's just not that's just not the way it works like that will happen with some big games no doubt yeah like yeah. the Elder Scrolls and whatnot. but I feel like there's less pressure on the studios to make a game that's commercially like appealing yeah. like putting in like gas games and you know putting in commercializing it casually it's stripping things down they can really just focus on building a great game and yeah. putting it on game pass yeah the only other yeah. thing is because it's going on game pass and because it's not not there to sell units it's not its primary function mm. quality control like does it yeah. matter well like we've seen with fucking what was it State of Decay two, right? Yeah. Crackdown three, like just shit being released. <laughs> that is true. That is something that. That's and I hope it's not that. I hope it's more the the, oh. the first scenario I describe where, literally, it doesn't really matter how commercially successful it is because they're not tracking that metric. It's just jumped on the subscription. It's bolstering Game Pass, mm. and I really hope that's the approach they take. And I'm I'm quite confident that's what it will be. And it should result in yeah. all these studios having like. The, the days of a rushed game to be released before uh, the, the end of year quarter, before Christmas, yeah. like surely that problem that, is eliminated completely because yeah. you're ju- you're chucking it on a subscription service. Exactly, yeah, that would be, and I think this is gonna, uh, it's just gonna take PlayStation to come up with their own version of this, which I assume is got to be coming soon. You know, the the what the, what they've been doing with PS Plus and that and. They seem to be focusing more now on their PS Now, is it? That sort of, yeah. yeah. That's it, the worst marketed subscription in the world. It's actually quite good, but they just everyone thinks it's a streaming platform, and it's not. Um, no. I remember people had a little fucking wank when Control was coming on Game Pass. It's been sitting on PS Now for three months before that. <laughs> but no, no cunt knew about it. No, so. Exactly. So I think the second they do that and they... They streamline something. Maybe they meld PS Now and PS Plus together and turn it into their Game Pass. PlayStation Platinum Trophy. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. They put it in, and that that's it. That will that will then be the future of gaming, and that's the way it's going to be. And I think you're right. Yeah, that is going to nullify these stupid crunches that we get. These. Yeah, not just you're right. The crunching, like, what's the need? Exactly. If you're going on a subscription service that people are already paying for, mm. that isn't relying on Q1 sales. There was an in- interesting, I think I spoke about this before, um, a podcast I listened to. Bloody repeats. Yeah, bloody repeats. I like them. <laughs> um, play, watch, listen. One yes. They, they, they're so it's a brilliant podcast because you hear about the games industry from the other side so you've got like a, a director voice actor um, creator that that sort of thing but the, the conversation they're having the other week were are games made in purpose of a consumer like us or mm. for the stockholder yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like obviously it's marketed to us as you know they're making a game for the fans and stuff but at the end of the day, these studios are businesses, and it's about the money they're making. Are they trying to impress me and you? Or Alan. The game, or fucking Alan, who's sitting there going, I've got bloody money invested in this. I ain't <laughs> happy with this. We shut this shit down. So yeah. it's an interesting topic, and 
yeah, I think I don't know. I suppose in that way, it hopefully it doesn't have to be that so that sort of focused on the stockholder. They'll be getting their their fucking payouts. Yeah, they're getting it every month. But I think now they have it. They have too much say in it because, like fucking uh, Cyberpunk, the reason that game was fucking come out thinking because they needed to. It was all based on their fucking stockholders. They were living it, it yeah. being delayed, and they'd put their investment in. They weren't getting fuck all out. So us as a consumer are getting shafted because of fucking we're getting half baked game. So yeah, this I I think this is the best way. Um, me being a physical collector, it it will be heartbreaker. A heartbreaker, but. This is the way the industry's going. If this is the way it's going and I get a better game at the end of the day for it, that's the sacrifice I'm willing to make. That's the sort of person I am. Selfless. Jumped on the grenade for us all. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, there's obviously loads to unpack. Yeah. Got big expectations for the summer. I don't know if that's... I shouldn't be expecting more from Xbox, but I feel like now... This is the year they need to. They've got the fucking Game Pass. That is an absolute selling point. People have always, for the last last whole of last gen, is they're all missing the games. Mm-hmm. They own the studios, the the platform to put it on. Where's the game? Yeah. Show us the money. And we ruled all the game <laughs> studios earlier. Someone's got to come up with something out of that fucking twenty old or whatever it is. It's it's insane. But I'm I feel like. This has got to be it for like new acquisitions for a while. They they went through a big spree when they got you know all those all those other fucking compulsion games and all that yeah. all that stuff and whatnot. So they had the splurge. They then spent seven half bill on Bethesda. Now deliver us these fucking games because that's really what we're interested in playing and doing. And uh, we'll be here in the future to react about that. But I think that's it, Adkins. See it. We'll do a little segment at the end as we're live. Yeah, if anyone is <laughs> anyone's sitting there in the live chat, we will we will talk to you after this if you want a little post show. It's called the lock in. The lock in. Um, but for our friends that are listening on Monday on their favourite podcast app or watching it on YouTube with our new grainy video feed, looking at our faces, everyone's seen my long hair now. They've seen what lockdown does to a man. <laughs> not this one. Not that Got one. Got hairdresser for a wife. Wow. Well, <laughs> Christ, I could have done a better job than that. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll be back next Monday and obviously every Monday following that. So if you've joined us, whatever medium, whatever platform, we're like Xbox. doesn't matter what platform, as long as Dimp's there, we're happy to serve you and we'll keep serving you. But at some point, put a hand in fucking pocket. Okay, I, I, want to, I want to start getting some expensive Pine wine. For the lagers, I've run it? out of wine, so. Hey, so, brew dogs disappeared. I'm onto this shit. I've got a, um, a brew dog down here. Got four cans for free. Cool. Lost lager, so it's quite nice. I've had it before. So I'll be having that. But that's it. Game over. Thanks for your time, and ta-da. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
This was a Dimp Digital production.